This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Bibles, would you hold it up just like this? I want you to say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, in my study time this week, I, I love to have my time. It's, I call it my time. It's a fellowship time with the Lord. And I was studying over in John. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of John, St. John, over to chapter 2. And I want you to look and starting in verse 1, it reads like this, on the third day. Now, when you, just stop right there. When you, when you read that on the third day, what comes to your mind? The resurrection. On the third day, Jesus rose again. I thought it very ironic that Jesus has not risen from the grave here in this passage of Scripture. He has a journey to continue on. But it starts out, he hasn't performed any miracles, but the writer saw fit to tell you and I that something's fixing to take place on the third day. And it's not the resurrection. So oftentimes we think about the third day as the resurrection. I want you to think about today as being your third day. Jesus knew he was going to have a third day, but I... And I'm sure that he knew there was going to be more than just one third day because he was the Son of God. And I love how it starts out. It says, verse 1, chapter 2, St. John, on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. I want to stop right there and, and talk about this for just a moment. Whenever there's a wedding, there's a coming together. And it speaks of that on this third day, and as we're thinking about the third day, we're thinking about the resurrection. We're thinking about Christ coming out of the grave to bring you and I a life that we can now commune with him. Amen? That's that's part of what this resurrection was all about on the third day was when he rose again, it enabled you and I to have a relationship with him. I love how he, he, he writes and, and he says over in the latter part of John, he says, he was telling his disciples that, that you know, I'm, I am in you and you're in me and I'm in the Father. That's, that's a relationship. And it's ironic here that he talks about it being the third day But it also says, John says, but it was a wedding in the Canaan of Galilee. When I think of a wedding, I think of someone, um, two people exchanging vows. They're they're making a covenant 
There's a covenant going on here in this wedding. And the covenant is, is that in the, in the normal vows is that I take you and you take me. And what we're doing is we're saying to that individual, I'm taking you as you are. And Jesus is in our relationship with him. When he rose from the grave on the third day, he was really saying, I'm making an entrance for you so that I can take you just as you are. You see, when, when, we, when, we, when we exchange these vows, we don't always know what we're getting. It doesn't matter how long you've dated. It seems like that after you exchange these vows, you begin to realize there's things about this person I really didn't know was there. Can I get a witness? You see, but the unique thing about it is, is that Jesus knows everything about you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he still accepts you just like you are. You see, and in this story, he talks about it's a, it's a third day, it's, an, it's a resurrection, it's a coming forth for an exchanging of vows in the Cain of Galilee, and the mother comes along, and the mother of Jesus was there, and I, and it, you know, I don't, I wasn't there, and you weren't either, but I'm, I don't know that perhaps maybe this might have been a relative, or it, or if it was just someone in the community that she knew, but evidently they were invited. You just didn't show up at a wedding unless you're invited. So evidently, Mary was invited, and it says, it goes on to say, now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, who's him? It's her son, Jesus. They have no wine. Now, the Bible says that we are our brother's keeper. And this is a prime example because it doesn't say that someone in the wedding came to Mary and said we're out of wine. She just found out they were out of wine. But here we see someone that's a friend, possibly a relative, but there is a need. And Mary steps up to help fulfill the need. Do you think that she could do it on her own? Do you, do you think maybe she could have went and bought some wine? It's possible. I don't know her financial status, but usually at a wedding, there was a large consumption of wine. And usually, as they say, there's a, they serve the good wine, and then as they became more intoxicated, they gave them the cheaper wine. Now, some of you that are familiar with that lifestyle Mike can understand how that was to take place. But you notice here that Mary gets involved where there is a need. We are our brother's keeper. So oftentimes we want to shun other people, especially friends or relatives. We want to shun their problems because we say to within ourselves, I got enough problems on my own. I don't need to get... I don't need to meddle in their mess. 
But Mary is showing an example here that's good for you and I to see that she is stepping in here and saying, I'm here to help. I want to help you meet your need. There's so many things in this particular passage of Scripture. One, it's representing the third day. When Jesus rose from the grave, ladies and gentlemen, he was saying, I'm here to meet your need. He knew he was going away, and in the flesh, he was not going to be there to walk along beside you. But he knew that through the resurrection power, that when he arose, there was going to come forth and make available for you and I to have a comforter called the Holy Spirit, who says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come on. I'll be with you at all times. And then not only do we see the third day experience here of Jesus rising from the grave, according to this scripture here, it doesn't talk about rising from the grave, but it does say the third day. And then we also see it was a, it was a time of a, of a wedding representing to me an exchanging of vows, a commitment one to another. And Jesus made that commitment to you and I. When he arose from the grave, ladies and gentlemen, when he died on that cross and rose from the grave, he was making a commitment to you and I to say to you, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We say that in our vows, for better or for worse, sickness and in health. Amen. <laughs> but sometimes we don't always know what we're getting into. We don't know how bad the sickness will be. We don't know how bad the, <laughs> the worst will be. But when we're standing there and we're taking upon these vows and, we're, and, and we're, we're saying these vows one to another, you know, we're, we're caught up under the, of the offices of love. And, you know, you've heard the people say, well, love is blind. And, you know, and, and I remember... One, one time I was uh, dating this young lady, and my mom said, mm, you don't want that one. And I'm thinking, oh, mama, she's the perfect woman. And my mom, just like the Holy Spirit, could read between the lines. They were, she was picking up on something. Hello. You see, and that's the job of the Holy Spirit. If we allow him to rise forth within us, he'll give us that direction as the right one or it's not the right one. You say, you get all of that out of these two or three verses? I do. Because this word is life and it pertains so, it is filled with so much revelation for you and I to dig into and to take advantage of. And it says here in verse number 3, And when they ran out of wine, the mother, said, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Look with me in verse number 4. This is Jesus saying this. Jesus said to her, his mother, Woman, let's just stop right there. If I had said that to my mother, If she had come up to me and said, uh, son, we've run out of sweet tea. We're out of chicken. If I'd have said to her, woman, what's that to me? What does your problem have to do with me? You notice here that he said to her, woman, what does your concern he makes, a, he makes it very plain here. She has concerned herself 
with a problem. It's not really her problem, but it, is a, it becomes her problem because she's taking on the concerns of someone else. His mother said to the servants, verse 5, his mother said to the servants, I love this, whatever he says to you, just do it. If that isn't an act of faith, think about it for just a moment. If you had taken on the concerns, the problems, the issues of a friend or relative, and you've come to one of your family members and you said, this is the problem, we need you to take it, we need you to take control of this, we need you to help out in this. You wouldn't go to that person and ask them to help unless you knew they could. You wouldn't go to some. If there was a financial need, you wouldn't go to somebody that's broke to ask them, I need you to help in this situation. No, you'd go to somebody that's in your family that you knew they had some financial stability. That's the one you would go to. Mary goes to where she knows the problem solver is. And the unique thing about this is, is that when she goes to him, even with his answer, what's it? It's none of my business. My hour's not come. It's not time for me to delve into my checking account. Who do you think I am? You think I'm going to spend my savings on their wedding? This ain't my wedding, maybe. This is their wedding. They should have thought, oh, listen, we come up with all kinds of excuses. Jesus is not making an excuse here. It's a part of the plan. He says, woman, what has this, what has your concern in this wedding running out of wine got to do with me? It's almost like he was saying, mama, you can deal with it. You decided to help out. Do your part. Well, she's doing her part. She's going to where the source is. And the beautiful part about it is, even though he says to her, what is your concern have to do with me? She did not let that affect her in no way. She just turned, she in fact, I, I just, I can just see her looking to him and telling him about it. He's referring to her, this is none of my business, it's not my time. And she just kind of goes, guys, whatever he says, do it. Because he is going to tell you to do something. I have already made up my mind that when I went to who I know can handle it, I wouldn't have gone there if I knew he couldn't do it. I know him. I birthed that boy. I had brought him and nurtured him. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know she had a relationship. She had an investment of her time, her energy in this man called Jesus. Unless you begin to have time and energy and an investment in the Son of the Most High God, you will not have the confidence that you need to put it on him and say, you need to come through with this. 
There comes a time, ladies and gentlemen, when it's not just, well, Jesus, listen, I know you did it for them. I'm hoping. To... No, I want you to know the Bible says come boldly to the throne of grace. I think Mary went up to him and said, boy, we got a problem here. And you're the problem solver. And I know you can do it. And they may not have seen you do it, but honey, back home, I've seen some things. What you're saying is to Jesus, when your circumstances rise and you need a third day experience, you got to go to him and say, listen, Father, I'm going to tell you something, Jesus. We have spent some time together. I've invented, Liz, you have got to come to the place where you can say, I've invested my heart in you. Problem with most Christians today is we don't have any time invested in him. Well, I'll, I'll listen to the message on Sunday. That's about all the word I'm going to get this week. We don't delve into We have no time invested. Mary had time invested in that boy called Jesus. That's why she could say, because she knew. She knew who she was dealing with. She didn't have to get in his face and argue she could just walk away and say, boys, whatever he tells you to do, you do it because he is going to do it. I know the man. And he ain't going to let mama down. Because I've invested in that boy. And when you invest your time in him, <laughs> woo, you know he's faithful. You know he's going to turn around and keep that same covenant. Come on. For better or for worse. We're talking about a marriage supper here. You're going to have to recall the time when you said to him, Lord, I'm going with you thick or thin. Sink or swim. As I heard the old folks say, come hell or high water. We're going. He said, get in the boat. I'm going. There may be a storm on the water, but I'm going because I got time invested in him. He's invested in me, and I'm invested in him. Hallelujah. He's fixing to turn <laughs> my water, my mess into wine, and we're going to have a party. What you say? <laughs> we're going to have a party because he's fixing to turn my water. In the wine. Mm. It's time for some of us to give him the water bucket and say, do your thing. Oh, I wish I had a bucket. It's time we give him our jar. Our jar of prayer request. And say, here, this is my water. You need to turn it into some wine. It's the third day. The wedding has already taken place. I made a covenant with you. I made my vow with you. <laughs> Woo, I'm getting happy. I'm going to buy this CD. I know that. Praise the Lord. So I ask you today, is this your third day? Do you need some water turned into some wine? Because I'm going to tell you something. The same Jesus that Mary brought into this world is here in our midst right here today. And you know what? 
he said to those boys, you go get these buckets and you go fill them up. He didn't say, just put some in there because we don't know how much we're going to need. No, he said, fill them up. What he was saying was, there ain't no limit to what I can do because mama done said, we're out of wine. We're out of wine. Somebody in here today may be out of wine. Some of you may be drowning in water. The water done got over your head. What you need is a little wine. You say you need that kind that you get down at the ABC store? No, I'm talking about spiritual wine. <laughs> the kind that only he can pour into your heart. The only, <laughs> I, there's been times when I had to offer up him, and it was all I had to offer was water. Everything I had amounted to nothing. It was just water. And I love that old song, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Oh, bread of heaven, feed me too. I want <laughs> no more. Fill my cup. Lord, fill it up <laughs> and make me whole. Praise the Lord. Jesus said in verse 7, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Verse number 8, he said to them, draw some out now. Take it to the master of the feast. And when they took it to the feast, or to took, when they took the master of the feast had tested, or when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he did not know where it came from. Oh, you and I do. But the, why? Because we're servants. Listen, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. Master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. But oh, listen, <laughs> you have kept the good wine until now. He's kept the good wine. For right now, for wherever you are in your life, you need a dose of a good wine. He's kept it for right now. He's not serving you that old wine, the kind that can set in them old bags and not benefit. He says, I pour new wine in the new bags. I ask you today, do you need some wine? Some spiritual wine? Do you need a taste of the good stuff? Because the master, the master winemaker is in our midst today. Glory to God. So I ask you today as they begin to turn on the music, I want you to search your heart right now. Just close your eyes and search your heart right this moment. Ask the master. 
ask him, Master, will you take my water and will you make it into wine? What you're asking him is, Lord, will you take my circumstance, the problems, the issues of my life, will you turn them into a peace into my life, a joy? Will you turn it around? Will you cause my life to feel the joy one more time? Feel that peace one more time. <laughs> Let me feel the happiness one more time. Remove the sorrow just one more time. Take away the grief one more time. And fill me with new wine. Fill me with you. And I ask it today in Jesus' name. So as you search your heart, I'm going to ask you today as our altar workers come forward. I'm going to ask you to come today. Will you bring your jar? Will you bring your jar? Your jar of requests. Come, altar workers. Will you bring your, your jar of heartaches, your jar of pain? Loved ones that need to be born again. Marriages. They really need a touch. Family members. It's on drugs. Alcohol issues in the home. They say, Pastor, you know about that? Oh, I do. I feel like I, I really know about drugs and alcohol in the home. Mom and I both do. You say, I got a I got a husband or a spouse that's lost. Come bring your jar. Bring your empty jar. <laughs> and let him fill it up this morning. I'm going to ask you to come right now. As the altar workers are here, you come. Whatever, whatever you need. The wine is flowing. <laughs> it's flowing in this place. I know it is. Maybe you need a healing in your body. It doesn't matter what your need is. The wine's flowing. If you're watching on social media this morning, whatever your need is today, I want to encourage you. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to pray this salvation prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you just received Jesus. Whether you're on social media, whether you're here in this sanctuary. But if you're watching on social media, you can bring your problems. You can bring all the circumstances you can take them to Jesus right where you are whether you're in your car going down the road whether you're in a hotel room whether you're watching at home it doesn't make any difference you've prayed that prayer of salvation Jesus is standing right now at your door and he is saying I can fill you with new wine just take it to him just like different ones in our sanctuary are bringing 
their needs to him you can do that right where you are and he'll meet you he'll meet your need Father I thank you this morning for your word that's gone forth I thank you Lord that you not only made you turned the water into wine in the natural in that day but you have turned our water our circumstance our issues our problems and you have turned them into peace and joy you are bringing you are bringing our lost loved ones into the kingdom you're healing our marriages you're healing our bodies we thank you father that you chose to come this morning and sit down on our our worship we thank you father we don't take it for granted that you are in our midst here this morning and father this morning we make a commitment to you just as Mary invested her life into Jesus Jesus we want to make a commitment to you to invest our life our time our energy our finances all that we are we invest it into you because you've invested all that you are into us you gave your very life that I might have life have it more abundant so father accept my commitment my vow to you I give you my all receive me just as I am the good the bad the ugly just take me as I am I offer up myself to you and we praise you for it now may the Lord bless and keep us father may your face shine upon us your mercies be new upon us each and every day grant unto us father the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we might be receptive to you we pray this prayer today in the name of the Father of the Son of the Holy Ghost and the congregation said amen amen Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.